Roll the Dice, Chapter 17. Jean and June do breakfast. Jean and Cindy avoided each other for the next few days and nights. Jean knew Cindy was still upset with him, but she had not mentioned him going away for a few days again, so he just kept his head down and hoped she would forgive him. He slept on the couch, and she slept up in their bedroom. Jean woke up every few hours with a hard-on and half-waking dreams of June and Cindy. He was afraid to bring up the keys to her again, so he just tried to keep his mind off of anything female while he was awake. He had no clue what to do about his dreams and the pain of nighttime boners in the cage. He had fallen into drinking more coffee to compensate for the interrupted sleep, but the coffee made the edginess he felt from being horny all the time even worse. He tried to remind himself of the fantasy he had before he was locked up. He had imagined serving his mistress while he was in a cage. That somehow seemed more romantic and awesome in his fantasy than in his head. He had imagined a kinky mistress who teased him constantly and paid him a lot of attention. Cindy had certainly evolved in a kinky direction, but these days, the only attention he got was her opening her legs and expecting him to dive in, which he did. His erection seemed to get harder and more painful with time, and it was hard to make it through the longer sessions with Cindy. Terry was definitely an unexpected bonus, but he felt very used by her. She had strong legs that clamped around his head and kept his face buried in her pussy until she got tired of coming. He was afraid when she cuffed him and sat on his face. At times he thought he would suffocate, and it was strange how her abuse made his dick so hard and for so long that he wondered if the effect of the near suffocation was permanent the first time it happened. In short, Terry made him feel like a real slave. The bright spot of being a chastity slave, Jean decided, was how liberal Cindy had become about other women since he was in the cage. He was optimistic that his relationship with June was evolving and would include sex after a while. He tried not to think about sex with her too often because the end of his dick was getting sore from pounding into the end of the tube so often. The game overall was doing a number on his head. He was getting more than he had hoped for, a kinky, sexy, and liberal mistress, plenty of sex, at least oral sex, and new women coming into his life all the time. Something had changed in him, and women were responding to him in a way that had never happened before. Some seemed freaked out by how he looked at them, but many of them seemed drawn to him and hung around him. He had noticed them standing closer and looking up at him as if they were waiting for him to say something or make a move. But what should he say? He was never good at these things. His logic told him he already had more sex, well, oral sex, he reminded himself, than he could handle. What did he really want to do with this woman, and did they really want him to go down on them, or was he going further down the rat hole of lust insanity? He kept telling himself that the constant urge to fuck was worth all the sexual attention he was getting. He kept reminding himself that he couldn't get any more frustrated and would still have this harem he was building up after getting out of his cage. Cindy would get used to him having a harem, and it would all work out if he could endure the journey. He was not really going insane, he told himself a dozen times a day. He also told himself he would feel better if he stopped thinking about sex so much and focused on his job and other stuff he had to do every day. But it was hard to keep sex off his mind when Terry showed up each morning and surprisingly, Cindy despite their conversation at Applebee's, still expected him to come up every morning, after work, and at bedtime. Her jealousy had made her ravenous for sex, 
last night she had asked him to go down on her as they watched Netflix. He didn't mind going down on her, but she had wanted him to keep his face in her pussy between the three rounds of orgasms. He had never seen this side of Cindy. He couldn't stop wishing he was outside of the cage to appreciate this new sex demon. But of course, she wouldn't exist without the cage and the chain of events that the cage had put in place. He imagined someday in the future fucking her all around the house on every flat surface. But, it was best to not think of it too much now. Thursday, Terry missed her morning fix, but she showed up Thursday night after work. He told her no to cuffs and went down on her as they waited for Cindy to come home. Terry rolled her dice in front of him and somehow came up with a six that she added to the calendar. It bothered him, but he still was not really taking the calendar all that seriously. Terry, when she added her days on the calendar noted. Cindy has added many days, what did you do? I am wondering if you are always going to be in the cage. I have been afraid to miss any sessions with you. How often does one have instant, on-demand oral sex? I don't know if anyone has told you, but you are very good, and I appreciate Cindy making you available. I should get her some flowers or something to show my appreciation. And why did you get more days again? It's over a woman friend at work that Cindy is jealous of. What's her name? You wouldn't know her, but it is June Tyler. Oh wow, I do know her. Jim made a move on her at a party, and she put him in his place. She is awesome and gorgeous. So you two have something going? I shouldn't have said anything. Can we drop this whole discussion? Okay, but I can see why Cindy would be jealous. Oh my god, are you going down on her? He finished servicing Terry, and nothing else was said about June, but the idea that he might be doing June, as Terry called it, seemed to invigorate Terry and made her go for a couple more orgasms than usual. The novelty of Terry had worn off, and Gene increasingly felt like he was an unpaid gigolo when he took care of Terry. His attitude didn't stop his dick from getting hard in the cage, his penis throbbing, or his body shaking on the longer sessions. His attitude did make it more difficult to bear the aftereffects of servicing Terry. Cindy had given him no hope that she would drop her requirement that he service Terry. Cindy liked it when he came to her bed already in his terminal condition as she called it. She would like it when she came open today that his hands were shaking and he was stuttering. She had developed an entire vocabulary to describe the physical effects of him having sex without being allowed to experience releases. And she had started developing a vocabulary about the stages he was going through as days turned into weeks without him being allowed to come. He knew at some point, she would have him sit down and discuss her thesis with him, it was as if she was writing a book on the effects of chastity on a male slave. Could she really be doing that? Hours before work on Friday morning, he woke with a bone crushing hard on inside the cage and in the middle of a dream that included June and her ass. Before going to work, he went to a small breakfast bar a block from his house that served sandwiches and coffee. He found himself staring at the boobs of the young thing getting his coffee. He ordered several sandwiches to go and wondered why the waitress gave him the evil eye because she couldn't know that he was hard inside his cage. He didn't have underwear on to keep Cindy happy, but he did not start dribbling until he left the sandwich shop. Jean found it almost annoying that he got hard with every tiny detail he noticed about every woman he was around. 
he was obsessed with thoughts of going down on every woman he saw, but it annoyed him that they kept looking at him like they knew what he was thinking. Dribbling was a whole new problem to deal with. Cindy couldn't be serious that he was not supposed to get turned on by women. How could he not get turned on by anything female when he was this horny? He had become a connoisseur of every curve, every feature of every woman he saw. Did the waitress realize that he could figure how where her nipple was even before it got erect? Did she realize one breast was a little bigger or that the hole in her right ear lobe was bigger than the one on her left? Did she know she had a small camel's foot or that he could tell she was wearing bikini underwear? Did she know her eyes were hazel and not brown? Did she know her upper lip protruded in a sexy kind of way and that she had a small chip in her canine tooth? And oh, what a glorious smile she had. Did she know how good of oral sex he could give her? Did she know how looking at all these glorious features made his dick hurt? How could she, he reminded himself. On leaving the first restaurant, on impulse, he texted June, asking if she could meet him at a coffee shop close to work. Ten minutes later, they were sitting at a small table having coffee together a half hour before work time. How did it go with Cindy? Better than I expected. She was upset, but I think she gave us permission to date. Who does that? Are you two still a couple? We are still living together, but I am sleeping on the couch. We will sort it out, I'm sure. She's upset but she is not leaving. We will be fine. He avoided giving June all the details because he knew he could not make it sound rational while leaving out the fact that he was a chastity slave in a game he was playing with Cindy. So instead, he tried to be honest with June while leaving out the elephant in the room. Did she tell you to make up your mind, pick one of us? No, not really. So what are we doing? Do you want to go out? What is Cindy going to say about that? She already said that I can't fuck you. At least, not yet. I'm sorry, but that is a fucking weird thing to say. All of this is just too fucking weird, pardon my French. But I don't know what to do with what you are telling me. Do you love her? Yes. Do you love me? I don't know. I am very attracted to you. You look like you are about to attack me. Your eyes are stuck on my nipples. You are acting very weird, and why are you fidgeting in your seat? You are making me uncomfortable. Do you get this turned on with all women? They are erect. Yes, you are doing this to me. What are you talking about? You looking at me like that is bothering me, you understand what you're doing. This is all so fucking strange. I don't know what I am supposed to do. I am not used to these kinds of conversations. The way you look at me has got me wet and turned on. It is like you are eating me alive with your eyes. If I didn't know better, I would say you are desperate or mentally ill. I know I should run away because this is too fucking weird. What is going on here between us? Do you want to have sex? Yes, of course, I do, but you said that Cindy told you not to fuck me. It is obvious what both of us want, 
I want to go down on you. If that isn't the most romantic thing a guy has ever said to me. So you are telling me we can have sex, kind of, if we don't go all the way. Are you saying we can have sex but not make love? This conversation is not working for me, this is fucked up. I never heard you use that kind of language when we're watching birds. Until this week you never looked at me and we didn't have these kinds of crazy conversations. I am not saying I can't love you or don't love you. I am just saying I am as confused as you are. I am sorry I keep staring at your ass and looking at you so much. I just really find you. I guess, I want you. You are making it quite clear that you want me. Are you going to take me out, or do we just jump in the back seat of my car, or yours, whichever one is roomier? I have to admit this, but you just tell me what you want, and I will do it. I would like to take you out for dinner tonight, okay? I will try to be normal. I want to get to know you better and date you. That is not what I was expecting you to say after my offer. But, where to? Where do you want to take me? That steak place in the mall, and then walk along the riverfront. Okay, I would like that. You can touch them if you like before your eyes fall out on the floor. Just be discreet if you can. Jean rubbed his fingers gently over her nipple and listened to June let out a long sigh. Jean took a napkin and tried to wipe the dribbling off his pants before he stood up to head for work. June stayed behind breathing harder than she wanted to, 